just get some frost and some stardust and uh, a book about it. <clears throat> Why does she always gotta say a court? You know? What does the court have to do with it? Because it feels like it's more than one court. At least, like, a court of thorns. Is she talking about spring court? I think so. Or Honey's Mountain. I don't know. We should ask her. What does the court mean in all your books? It's a court of the mind. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs>
The end. <laughs> Gift chucking. Oh my god. Liz, that's hilarious. I thought it was. I'm glad you think so too. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Oh. So the book. Spoilers! <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Here comes the. Here comes the spoilers! Spoilers! Alright. As usual, we're feeling some kind of way. I don't know. That's what happens when we actually start talking about it. The depression comes before the episode, and then during the episode, we're great. There you go. It's like a cure for all. Right, so we start off this book, and we're in Valeris. We're mostly from Farrah's point of view. And she like wakes up and... Reese isn't there because he's always busy doing shit, courtly shit, and she is not at all surprised, and she's reminiscing on all of the things that they've had to that they have to do in order to put the city back together and deal with people and deal with their own family. And I don't think this book got off to a very jovial start. No, it did not. It did not. Especially, like, starting off with Favor's point of view, and then moving straight into, like, Reese's, like, while he was at the Illyrian warrior camp. Like, and then I said, Illyrian women aren't being allowed to train because hashtag patriarchy. Yes! (laughs) So, basically, we Uh, hate all the Illyrians minus, like, three of them total. (laughs) And those are Reese, Cassian, and Asriel. Well, I'd say... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I was gonna say Cassian, Asriel, Emery. That's true. That's very true. Because I guess Reese is technically half Illyrian. Fair enough. I don't know. Sure, it counts. Whatever. All right, four of them. I can stand four all of four of them. them. They Cassian is fighting with Devlin, Lord Devlin. Not physically fighting, but I guess <laughs> maybe a, a fight of wits. <laughs> and saying that the the women should be out here training with the men, and they're like, no, like let let the girls give them a good Christmas because this is a whole Christmassy themed book. Right. I wish I had read it closer to Christmas. I think I would have been really thrilled with that. I didn't get the winter solstice, they literally celebrated this Christmas. Yeah. A three day long Christmas. Which sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, sounds incredible. I want to do that. Snow and gifts, and just, they all are totally loaded with cash, so. <laughs> Let me just buy you a bajillion jewels. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm struggling to buy a candle for my mom. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just dumped tea everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're being fancy. We have tea. Tea. Spilling it. Pinky's out. But, yeah. Literally. And, like, we see, like, it's, like, a step backwards because Cassian has been trying to get these, like, these women to participate and feel good about themselves and be strong and, like, just... Not get their wings clipped. Exactly, because that's a horrid practice that Mm -hmm. that keeps happening, which is... It's like foot binding. Yeah. But like for Illyrians, yeah, bastards, yeah. But then, no. Well, I thought that was really cool um, that we get a piece of Cassian, and he's remembering his blood right time. And I was like, this is pretty cool because we knew something happened, and we kind of knew a little bit about like, oh yeah, the three of them did whatever and got to the top of this this mountain. 
like Ramiel, I think that's how you say it, I don't know. Sounds good to me. Cool. Um, and then they won, but like we didn't really get many details, but Cassian's going through and he's talking about the blood rites, so there were three of them, and they wanted to split them up because they knew like together they were all powerful, so they dropped them off in different locations. It's basically survival of the fittest to get to this top of this mountain, and there's different tiers. If you get to a certain point, like you're this, like this cast in the Illyrian warrior faction, and you get to a higher point, you're this cast. And but if you went to the top and you survived everything, like snow, creepy beasts, other people, because this is the one time you're allowed to murder people. Yeah, it's the purge plus the Triwizard Tournament. And uh, yeah, I mean that's exactly. <laughs> There's it. a port key at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's just true. <laughs> that's very true. So yeah, if you can survive. All of that, then you win, and you guys are great, and whatever. You, you're, all of you still become Illyrian warriors and stuff, but we get that we get that blood right from Cassian's perspective, because we have Reese's to an extent, but now Cassian's adding a little bit more detail, which I thought this book was great at giving extra detail throughout. It wasn't... Because uh, well, later we'll get to more, and we get to know her backstory even more than we, what we thought. Even, even more. more, even more about more. But this book, even with how short it is compared to the others, added just so much more detail and depth to these characters that we already love and know. And so I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that there was a good opportunity here for the author to explore the relationships between these main characters as opposed to having mm-hmm. a build up to a battle or a court thing or an xyz mm-hmm. it's just it's about them mm-hmm. yeah which is really cool i kept getting i don't know what it was i kept thinking of this book in my mind as the christmas episode of beauty and the beast because that's all i could think about <laughs> But it's not. I mean, it is in some ways, but it's... But it's sand not. and the Enchanted Christmas. <laughs> uh, that's basically what I felt like. But, uh, so Feyre has to... She's doing her duties, but she also knows that since Solstice is coming up, she's got to get gifts, and she's never had this much amount of money to buy people gifts before, so she's kind of out of her element. Yeah. But she makes a new friend while she's in the rainbow, which is really nice. Yeah, this is when they're walking through Valeris, her and Elaine are going shopping, and then they find that, like, rug thing, Mm -hmm. there's the rug lady, Uh and the thread is super dark, and the woman's talking about, she's relating it to her pain, like how art comes from pain, and Farrah knows this really well, Yeah, how the thread's really dark because my my husband died and I thought we were going to have all the time in the world, and then we didn't. And so now everybody is super miserable, and she's like, I'm trying to sell this rug because it reminds me of my dead husband. And Farrah's like, I'll buy it. <laughs> this, is, this sparks joy. Because <laughs> this book is full of joy right now. Yeah. Joy This book happiness. was full of very little joy for me. <laughs> so there's just one example of somebody in Valeris who has suffered over the course of the war, and that's kind of a a theme throughout the whole story mm-hmm. is that people are suffering and they're dealing with it in different ways. But you were going to mention the the friend that she meets. Yeah. The... Resina? Or Resina? R-E-S-S-I-N-A. Yeah, Resina. That's I think Resina is good. Mm. Sarah J. Moss, if you're listening, please let us know how you pronounce it. Yeah, drop in the link below <laughs> a uh, pronunciation guide. Yes, please. We need it. 
But she, she's looking at, like, the dilapidated buildings. Mm-hmm. Some of the buildings that haven't been reconstructed yet from when Valeris was attacked in A Court of Wings and Ruin. And she looks up the building, and this other character comes up, Racina, and says, oh, they, they got out in time. And then she turns to the other side of the street, and she's like, yeah, they weren't so lucky. Again, such joy in this book. But it does show the horrors of war and how to rebuild after, which is really good. But this place kind of sticks in Feyre's mind. Um, because she's like, this would be a great paint studio. And I need a place to paint because everybody's living in this townhouse. I just picture this townhouse cramped as shit. Just everything's like... Because what, she kind of talks about that in her bedroom. Like, there's another desk in there. There's another armoire yes! in there. There's, like, She's no like, there's room. papers everywhere. <laughs> there's, like, we don't, we're overflowing closets. There's like, no room for the sexy activities anymore. Not that they do that anymore. No, of course. No, so like, we find out pretty early on that there was some illicit activity taking place in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot confirm or deny if that's because of the shit that's in their bedroom, but <laughs> what an interesting place to have sex. Could you imagine doing it in the sky? Wildest flying. Seems just like a lot of work. I, I just, I don't understand or how fun? you can keep flying while also focusing on things. I... You'd think you'd have to focus like on your wings or whatever, and then the the the, the act of it. <laughs> yeah, then... I didn't think about this part too much. Yeah, neither did I. But yeah, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but so Farah looks at this paint studio, and she's like, "I'll come back to it." And she's basically like, "This is this would be pretty cool." And Racina's like, "Yeah, if you need anything, she's got her own paint studio or something like that too, right?" Or she has yeah, her she's got own like a painting thing. club. Oh, that's right. And she invites Feyre to the club, and Feyre's like, "Okay, maybe I'll join you guys." Yeah. To you know, wine and paint night with the high lady, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, celebrity. Um, more stuff happens, but then we get another Court of Nightmares trip. Yeah, we go to the Hewn City. And Eris is Eris there. is there. Our BFF. Yeah. My BFF This Eris. is where my intrigue with him started, was why in a book that's about just the inner circle and their rebuilding process, why are we inserting Eris into this? Mm-hmm. And so it, it raised a little flag in my mind that he's, he's going to be more important later Somehow. down the road. But yeah, they're at the Hewn City. And then Moore is there, she's upset, Eris is there. Of course. And so we get her kind of disassociating in this meeting to go back through her backstory and what she remembers from her point of view when she was dumped in the, in the, at the borders. Yeah. Between lands. To quickly recap, Moore didn't want to enter into this arranged marriage that her family had uh, put together between her and Eris, who's of course from the Autumn Court, so then she... Sleeps with Cassian. This is, of course, 500 years ago. So she sleeps with Cassian and, you know, ruins her purity, ruins her virginity, ruins her marriageability. And, uh, (laughs) her family beats the shit out of her and drops her at the border of the Autumn Court. And as far as we know up to this point, Eris leaves her there. And so there's a lot of very bloodied, unkind history between these families and between Moore and Eris in particular. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty painful. But I think this is... Is this also where... So, yeah, we're trying to get information on the Autumn Court because it seems like Baron is trying to move through the Spring Court to get into the human lands, and so that's why they're trying to enlist Eris as an ally to, like, see what's going on and what his plans are because that sounds also kind of evil. Right. Already at this point, Baron's kind of acting shady. So, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, if we can get Eris into this... Because classic Reese, you know, he's cool and calculating and always kind of three steps ahead of everybody here. He's probably thinking Eris is going to be the next High Lord of the Autumn Court. Not a bad guy to have in your pocket. Yeah. Especially because that's besides the Autumn Court and the Spring Court, everybody else kind of really gets along pretty well. It's just those two that are making all the ruckus and they just so happen to be the closest ruckus. to the human land anyway, so it's like great. Yeah. Now we have to watch these guys. But if, like, Heon was down there and the, like, the day court was down there, we wouldn't have this fucking problem. Wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, and then we get to a chapter that I thought was really funny because it's literally Azriel giving Reese an intel update for the entire time. <laughs> Reese is like, Shadow Sing a report. And Az is like, Here's all my shit. <laughs> You could have you could add up all of Ezreal's lines in the series up until this point, and they wouldn't even come close to how much he talks in this one chapter. Absolutely, Ezreal fans unite over Frost and Starlight. <laughs> this is your opportunity because it's so much. And what we get to we get to your favorite part or whatever where uh, Reese is asking where Lucian is and. Is like, I don't make a point of looking after his movements. Yep. And then Reese is like, but why? <laughs> and As goes, he's Elaine's mate. It would be an invasion of privacy to track him. He goes, okay, so like, but really, where is he? And then, and then it's like a heartbeat <laughs> He immediately later. comes out with it. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't track him. That would be an intrusion on Elaine's privacy. And Reese is like, so where is he? And he's like, oh, so he's here. <laughs> Right there. X marks the spot. That He's hanging out with Vasa and <laughs> Jurian. They're like the band of exiles. Yeah, yep. that's what they're called. The Lost Boys. <laughs> Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Oh, Lucian man. and the band of exiles. Freaking Lucian. I, ugh, I love him. <laughs> In case you didn't know this already, Lucian's my favorite character. Continues mm. to be. He can do no wrong. He can do your He's at the top of my pyramid. He's a... Uh, <laughs> would be... I could probably rephrase that. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just saying I, 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 I have the ability I to recognize, do so. I recognize the council's decision. <laughs> um, but then they go to the spring court. Mm -hmm. Which, here's the part of the book that I did not see coming was that Tamlin was going to be in any way, shape, and in, in form involved. Mm -hmm. And so Reese and... Who goes with him? Somebody goes with him? I thought it was court? just Reese himself. I really thought it was just him. Is it? Because Moore talks to him later and is like, you left him alive. <laughs> uh. Alright, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is just Reese. And he goes, um... Hey, man... I'll, uh, 
I'll lend you some people because you don't have the wall anymore and Baron wants to come through your lands and bring his army and Tamlin's like, whatever, so be it. At this point, I've got nothing to live for. My life sucks. You know, his house is crumbling. That Ikea contract ran out. Yup, he's not taking care of jack shit. Not the people uh, in his court or any of, yeah, pretty much any of anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And Reese gets really pissed off at this, and he lets his anger kind of overtake him, and he tells Tamlin that you deserve everything that happened to you. You deserve this misery, and you deserve to be alone. And I was like, oh! Hot take. <gasps> Goddamn. It was kind of rude, regardless yeah. of how true it was. Right. It's like, he, he's very suffering. below the belt. He needs a little bit of help. Then again, it doesn't have to come from Reese or the inner circle, but this man needs a little bit of help. And He's the fact that it place. does come from Reese, and like he makes a point to to flash their their wedding ring, and I think he gets a sick sort of pleasure from mm-hmm. knowing that you know, Tamlin's the bad guy in Reese's story. Yep, always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, aside from the fact that he did all these shitty things to Feyre. I think he got a little bit of joy out of seeing Tamlin brought so low. I think so, too. And obviously, like, Tamlin hurt his one true soulmate, so yeah. that doesn't really help at all. Yeah. I don't think I would easily, in Reese's position, would easily forgive. No. Forgive, forget, time to heal, time to move on. I don't know if I have the capability to be so fucking savage, though. Yeah. Unless I was in a mood. Well, yeah. unless, like, they said something like, like Tamlin did in a, wing, a Court of Wings and Ruins. Right. Then I'd be triggered. But, yeah. It's, uh... It is pretty brutal. Especially with what a big... How big his land is across... It stretches over, like, the bottom of Prithian. Yeah. And it's the one thing before the wall, and you need him on your side, and yet you're still belittling him, even though you know you need him to make make this, like, not have the Autumn Court go through, or to disrupt the human lands. Like, you need him, and you're slowly pushing him away. Like, maybe a little of some consideration here, Reese. I've been pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, especially seeing that he shows so much more consideration towards Eris. Mm-hmm. Who is also somebody who has hurt someone very close to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's definitely that, that deep rooted oh, yeah. animosity between Reese and Tamlin. And I'm here for it. I love it. But I think Reese was expecting Tamlin to fight back at least a little bit and he just says nothing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, just get out. Like just leave me here to die and oh, waste God. away. It's just like when Beast and Gaston are doing their thing. Yes! <laughs> And Beast is like, and Gaston's like, fight me, you bitch! Did you ever think she'd be with you when she could be with someone like me? (laughs) Wow, that's horrifyingly accurate at this point in the story. He's in Beast form, too. Yeah. Because Tamlin doesn't want to be in his His fae form form anymore, yeah. Well, anyways, Reese leaves his spring court and he feels kind of of bad about it. He's losing there. He's like, ooh, you know what? I think I went a little far. You know what like, nope. feel better? <laughs> Buying jewels for Aaron. <laughs> I should go buy Aaron more jewelry. <laughs> um, yeah. And then again, Cassian is still... 
doing his thing. We see a new character enter when he goes back to... What is their town? It's like West Haven? Windhaven? Windhaven, thank you. Yeah, they go... Where the Illyrian camp is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cass goes back and he's trying to... I don't know. He's trying to just be a good general of these armies. And he's upset again because the women haven't been able to participate or anything like that. Um... But then he walks to a shop, which is owned by a woman, which is also super surprising at that point. Uh, we find out that she does have clipped wings, and that's basically why she's been able to run this shop from her father, is because one, her father's dead. Um, and two, nobody thinks that she can do anything for the Illyrian warriors other than run the store. But Cassian, Even then they don't buy anything for yeah. her. So what does Cassian do? Like a like the good guy he is, he buys up the whole shop. I'll take the lot. Yep. I'll take the lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anything from the trolley dudes. Um Yeah, he buys a bunch of coats and is looking after the people just the like not even the warriors, but the with the families of the warriors, making sure that they're warm for the winter. And he does this from a lady named Emery. Emery. And I like her. I do too. <laughs> Even just from this great. smallish kind of cameo, mm-hmm. through her character, you see so much of what the experience of being a female Illyrian is. You know, she has the wings, but she can't use them because they were mangly clipped when she was younger by her dad. And you, nobody wants to buy anything from her shop. They don't think she belongs there. These women are supposed to be very subservient and. Cassian is doing whatever he can in his part from his place of privilege, which is just his status mm-hmm. and the fact that he's got cash. <laughs> it's Reese's cash, but whatever. Who's he counting? He wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he wouldn't. That's like the cool part is that even if Reese was like, what do you mean you spent like a million dollars? He'd be like, it's for families. We'd just be like, cool. Right. Do yep. it again. Carry on. <laughs> As always. The more shit. You should have spent five million. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But then, I think one of my favorite parts of this book happens. It's like where everybody gets drunk and decorates the house for solstice. I they drink a so lot funny. in this book. Yeah, they do. There's like, <laughs> I, f- I forget exactly when it is, but it must be when Farrah goes to talk to Nesta or something. I don't know. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon and Moore's like, oh, should no, we start yet. drinking? She's like, Yes. They just drink a shit ton of wine. Apparently, Reese has got like this huge wine cellar because, of course, he does. He's cultured and it's of stuff. course, yes. It's <laughs> what all rich men have. He wine has many leather-bound books and smells of rich mahogany, <laughs> and so they're drinking all of his good shit. Just pretty much throughout the entirety of this book. Mm-hmm. Love that. Here for that. And their one task for the day was to decorate the house for solstice. They have like garland and tinsel and all that stuff and then Cassian's drunk, Moore's drunk, Farrah's drunk Azrael shows up and he's like I should chaperone and they're like nah fuck you drink with us and he's like nah okay beer pressure beer pressure Reese comes back and goes wow so pretty wow this looks great you guys thank you wow (laughs) you put all your hard work and effort I can tell and they're all giggling and being ridiculous uh but yeah, then we, after all the fun stuff, they have to go talk to Nesta, who's at a bar. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah, so we haven't heard anything from Nesta in this book. Mm-hmm. Nesta, of course, being the oldest of the Archeron sisters. Um, 
she is keeping her distance from everybody and Pharaoh wants her to come to this solstice party she wants her to come over to celebrate mm -hmm. the solstice with everybody and uh, the talk doesn't exactly go well no Nessa's not having any bit of it she doesn't want to be there those aren't her friends the those aren't her family yeah Lane's there but like they've had like some not even falling out because it hasn't happened yet but they're not on good terms. Yeah, it's like Elaine is coming to terms with the fact that this is the this is the family that she has. Mm -hmm. Like this is what she got. Mm -hmm. And she makes friends with Nuala and Caridwin and bakes and tends to the garden and just becomes kind of more entrenched in this lifestyle. And Nesta's not having any of it. She's no, like, no. absolutely not. I am not playing this game with you people. You people. You did this to me. And they're like, yeah, we definitely put you in the cauldron and just made yep. you made you take it. So, yeah, you're right. We Gave you immortality it. because we hate you. Yeah. And Nesta's just been blown through cash because obviously Reese has taken care of, like, all his members of his family. They have, like, like an allowance or whatever they ha they they are taken care of. So Nessa's blown through cash daily. She's she's doing she's bringing home all these men. Oh all these yeah, females. she is pouring it up in Valeris. Oh, which yeah. more power to you, girl. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is it healthy? No, but if definitely that's what you not. Do, <laughs> go for it. But is she a bad bitch? In my opinion, <laughs> yes. <laughs> definitely. Uh, and so Ferris just like please. Like, I'm gonna cut you, like, I'm, we're gonna cut you off, or she, actually, no, she isn't, isn't cutting off. She it's, offers her money. Pay. Yeah, she offers Nessa money in order to come. So Nessa's like, like, we don't get an answer from Nessa. Yeah, she's like, I'll think about time. it. Yeah, and so, Pharaoh's like, oh, okay, just gonna leave now. This high lady in this seedy little bar. Just, okay. Yeah. Everybody's trying to pretend like they're not watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, the high lady didn't just walk up in this dive bar. <laughs> uh yeah and so we we leave that scene with nesta not sure if nesta's going to come to solstice but Feyre has reached out a hand we switch gears and we kind of see more of the politics as well this this small book for a small book there's a lot of shit that happened there is a lot of stuff there's a lot of setup mm -hmm. it's you know you talked about it earlier when we were chatting called it a bridge it's like the bridge between the main trilogy and all the books that are coming next yeah. or we assume are coming next mm -hmm. uh yeah so i thought not just a novella not just a fun little oh here's what these characters what where are they now this is like crucial yeah to the rest of the story yeah and i did not think this book was supposed to be i was like oh i could just read of course over flames and not even read this book but i'm really glad i did because yeah. If not, I would have no fucking clue what any of these people were talking about. Yeah, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. This is a thing? Because Reese brings more in as like, hey, I need you to go to some other courts and start working on alliances, especially the Winter Court, and more is like, all right, I guess, yay, I mean, that's my job, so. Yeah, partially Great. to work on the alliance and partially to give her an out because Reese doesn't know when. Yeah. Um, Kier, Moore's father, is going to cash in his favor chip. Like money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. To, to come to Valeris, which was, of course, more safe space. That's one of the many, many things Moore gets pissed about in the third book. And then again in this book, we continue along the path of what other ways can we piss this character off? <laughs> so 
it's oh, kind yeah. of a, a double uh, a double whammy there for her with uh, this is kind of because I really need you to do this and also because I know that you don't want to be here when your dad's here mm-hmm. because fuck that guy and then we go right back into another happy place this book really jerks your emotions around oh yeah it goes from happy to sad to serious to like happy again you're like what is going on yeah because this is when we finally get to the chapter that the whole book was advertised as, like, a snowball fight. Snowball fight. You have... That's what I had read on the internet. Yeah. Heard on the TikTok, was that, oh yeah, A Court of Frost and Starlight is basically just this big, cute snowball fight. It's like, why would they make a book about that? But whatever. But it happens! It does! And it's been a tradition for a bajillion years, and they all keep track every single time, and Reese... Cassie and Nazriel, these super big, powerful Illyrian warriors, go out and have a snowball fight every single year. Yep. And then we get to the PG-13 rated version afterwards where they go do a sauna for like a bajillion hours whilst naked, as you should totally do in a sauna. Of course. But like, you know, us reading it, we're like, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So they have to go into the sauna. There's like a, there's a rule. And I think this is a rule in real life saunas too, where it's like, guys, try to be calm. Like, try to be cool. Please don't get an erection. (laughs) Like, please don't. Uh, So of course. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Because Farah being Farah. Uh Uh-huh. And her and Reese having this mental bond where they, they talk to each other. Um, she's able to send him... Like, images. Pictures, I mean, nudes, essentially. Thoughts. Yeah. She basically just hits him with the nudes. Mm-hmm. And... Like, what she wants to do to him later. Oh, yeah. And she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> and it works. So Reese ends up getting kicked out of the, uh, of the sauna because of, uh, you know... The inappropriate thoughts. Which is so funny. Because it's just like, what, her and Moore are at the cabin, and they're in the sauna, which is, like, attached to the cabin, and, like, so, Feyre's doing this, and all of a sudden you can hear, like, the distance, so it's like a movie scene, right? You just hear background noise, I'm like, oh my god, man, are you serious? (laughs) You kidding me right now? And then you hear, like, the door open, somebody gets thrown out, and the door shuts again, like, leave us alone! That was really funny. I really did like that. But then we get to gift giving. Yay! They're actually at the winter solstice! Yee yee And it starts right away. So, like, the second Pharaoh wakes up, Reese is like, presents! Here, I got you presents! Happy birthday! Happy oh, that's birthday. right, because it's her birthday, too! She's 21, compared to his 900. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey you know, Five it's fine. 100? Oh, it's 500. 500. The 900 Something was like his mom. That's what Cassie Yes, says. his mom was 18 when his dad, who was 900, that was when their, like, mating bond happened. Dude, time is weird for immortals. That's that w- gotta be so strange. Yeah. We also did not talk about that. That actually, that chapter, I think, might have been the first chapter from Reese's perspective in the beginning. That was one of my favorite parts of the book, was when Reese and Cassian are talking, and Reese is like, you know, my mate, this beautiful, incredible person. She's only 21 years old. Like, she's so young, and she has to be shackled to me for the rest of all eternity. And he starts to go into something we've not seen him do, which is, like, this negative thought spiral. Oh, yeah. And he starts thinking that, oh, you know, I've I've shackled her, I've stopped her from, you know, reaching her full potential, because now she has to be my mate forever. And Cassian, 
the good friend that he is mm-hmm. notices this shift in his thoughts like the, the the shift in his posture he's like hey man stop that you stop feeling bad about yourself he's like you <laughs> deserve this you deserve love this is when i knew i was going to be absolutely obsessed with cassian <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but I'm old, and Fair's literally 21. He's like, yo, your mom was 18, and your dad was 900, so whatever. Well, whatever. We're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> they were, what? We're getting a little... <laughs> it's a little absurd. But, nevertheless, yeah, here we are. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. And also Christmas. And solstice. Christmas. <laughs> Winter solstice. Reese gives her a sketchbook. sketchbook. And what does she do with that sketchbook? It becomes a dirty sketchbook. This girl <laughs> can't barely. not get she enough. She cannot of be contained. <laughs> oh my goodness! She's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Vera is Miley Cyrus, and she they spend all morning, which again might be like gross to some people, some readers or whatever. But these two characters haven't had like a moment alone, like they're newly mated and like the war is over and they've been doing their duties and they haven't had time for each other. So that was like also a gift in the morning was yeah. that Farah and Reese were by themselves. And they got to wake up next to each other mm-hmm. and, and like do those things. So I thought that was really nice and everybody was really nice for letting them do that. Thank you, Sarah J. Voss. <laughs> oh, man. And then, what? It turns night, and everybody's there. Everybody gets presents, and right as soon as, like, Reese makes all of the presents show up, guess who else shows up? Lucian shows up. Lucian shows up, and Nesta. And Nesta. Nesta of shows course. up, too. But when there was going to be zero conflict in this book if she did not show up. But when like, Lucian shows up, everybody's like, yay, Lucian! Like, yay, Lucian! Again, he's like <laughs> a de facto part of this found family. And uh, he he knows that he's kind of on the outside, but also feels welcome enough to, to be here. And Elaine acts super weird around him. Dude, I have one enough, though. I'm, if we get a book from her, number one's going to be dumb, because it's going to be... Oof. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. She's going to be not interesting, but I'd also like to understand what the fuck she thinks about Lucian. I want to know what she thinks. Because I don't get it. Like, why? She didn't love Grayson that much. I mean, or maybe she did, and I need to understand. I'm a Lucian stan, so obviously I don't get it. Yeah. But I'd I'd be willing to hear Elaine out at this point in time. 100 pages, that's it. It's all I could probably stomach. I want to (laughs) know. I'd take a novella. Yeah. A Lucian Elaine novella. Oh, yeah. Not just, like, even if they don't end up together. Because at this right. point, I have no idea. I kind of don't care. I just want somebody <laughs> else. I want, <laughs> I I want somebody care. better for Lucian. Because it's not Elaine. Unless she somehow becomes interesting and becomes awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just want Lucian with somebody cool now. I don't care who it is. But anyways, he got her a present, and she's like, oh, well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but Elaine got Asriel a present. What the fuck is happening here? Like a... This weird-ass Oh, like, she, she got him, like, ibuprofen, because everybody <laughs> else gives him headaches, and he's, like, constantly the chaperone. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? She gives him, like, headaches. She can leave. <laughs> Somebody kill her off. He liked it, though. Yay! <laughs> Somebody 
cholera. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'm not sorry. I said what I said. <laughs> but Nesta shows up and crickets. No, everybody's like, why is she here? Yep. So Nesta's there, kind of just being this dark presence. <laughs> Forced. No one got her a, a present except for Elaine. Didn't Fair give her one too? Yeah. Besides money, I feel like Fair got her something too. Did she? Oh, you're looking. I was I wondering what so. you were looking at. I was like, I thought you were looking at the yeah. The I have to make a sure. summary pulled up here. I don't think she gets her anything. Really? I really didn't think if they were Fair. Ever thought she wasn't gonna come. Stroke. What? <laughs> you Whoa. <good>? What's happening? <laughs> the lights, mother. <laughs> they called to me. <sighs> okay, well, I guess, yeah, maybe Elaine mm. just gets her a present. Elaine got her some books, which I thought was nice. Were they smut books? Probably. Mm. Almost definitely. <laughs> they were like recommended by the bookstore person. Nesta has a favorite bookstore in Valeris. This has come up a couple times now. Oh, yeah. So they go, uh... Here's the bookstore and the bars and has Bookstores and bars. There's my entire personality. Triple B, though. Bookstores, bars, and boys. Ooh! Boys. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Nessa needs a shirt with that. (laughs) The triple B. But, uh, Nessa goes to leave and Farah follows her and goes to give her the money. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, at this point, Nessa's gonna be like, no, it was more important that we spent time as a family. I don't actually need your money. You're so right. <laughs> so that's not what happens. <laughs> Nessa takes the check and run. Okay, bae. Thanks, bitch. That's what you basically what she says. Um, and then Cassian runs after her. Yeah, because he has a present, and he doesn't want to really talk about it in front of everybody because it's kind of private, and he doesn't want to force her to be around people she doesn't like, and... Yeah, so he follows her out, and they kind of have a lover's quarrel. They have it out, because they've been avoiding each other. Since, basically, she clambered over top of him to try to save him from Highburn. Yeah. And they haven't talked about the thing that Cassian said of, uh, we have, my only regret is that we haven't had enough time, and basically yep, I'm going to try to find you in the afterlife. Yep. They've just been like... Yeah, anyways, let's not talk about that anymore. So Cassian's like, no, we're going to talk about it. And Nesta's like, no, we're not. And Cassian's like, the hell we aren't. We're going to fight now. And everybody's kind of watching them because it's like out in public. And they're yes. not. This is so cinematic. This is so uh-huh. like yep. Bridget Jones. Yep, exactly. So love actually. Mm-hmm. They're on a bridge over top of the Sidra, the yep. river that runs through Val- Valeris. And I was expecting, I was expecting Nesta to warm up a little bit same. here. Or like. Like, the spontaneous kiss. That's what I was thinking was going to happen, just oh my like God. in the movies. My heart would have actually stopped if that happened. Right? I was like, oh, they're just, they hate each other so much, they actually love each other, and they're going to, they're just going to just kiss. Now, kiss. Yeah, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know. Wishful thinking. No. Whatever, fine. Sarah Jane Loss. Make us wait. It's fine. Cassian is like, I got you a present. And she's like, fuck you, fuck your present. Fuck this, fuck them. I'm out. <laughs> that's probably literally word for word. <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell, that's all of Nesta's lines in this book. Yeah, pretty much. And she... She turns leaves. on her heel and she leaves. Leaves? No cinematic moment. Nothing. No nothing. 
Nothing's resolved. Cassian's like... He's very unhappy. He's upset. Remember when I said there was gift buying and gift, gift giving? Chucking. Here comes the gift chucking. <laughs> Cassian, just with all his freaking strength, takes his present... Uh, his strength. ...and just chucks it into the Sidra. And then leaves. And we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> it's probably not Gwyneth Paltrow's head, but... <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been. Be. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. We don't know at this point. Nope. And I thought, like, maybe they, he'd mention it in his thoughts or something. I'm like, I spent so much money on this gift. No, nothing. We have no fucking clue what was in that little tiny package. Nope. And I want to find it in the I was getting ready, like, if I was there in, like, the background scenes, I, like, he would have chucked it in the river, right? It would have panned over to me, already, like, getting on scuba things. Yep. Full disclosure, <laughs> I completely thought that this scene was gonna turn into the, um, the Oops, I Did It Again music video, <gasps> where Brittany's like, but wait a minute, isn't this? And he says, yeah, yes it is. But I thought the old lady dropped into the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oops, I did it again to your heart. I thought that's what Cassie was going to do. In his spacesuit. <clears throat> he didn't. No. <laughs> he does not. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you. Next. <laughs> thank you. There's yes. really only one more, like, thing that happens in this book, I feel like. I feel like three. Oh, okay. What's yours? Where Reese and Fairy go to the cabin. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And he gives her her present. He's like, oh, did you think that sketchbook it was all this morning and all yep. your presents at Winter Solstice? Do you think that's all I would give you? And we're like, yeah. yeah. That seems like a lot. Pretty much. He's like, nah, bitch. I heard you like libraries. I got you some better than a library. I got you an estate. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, what? Reese bought a, uh, a house that had been destroyed right on the river. Mm -hmm. a, a McMansion, if you will. The Valeris yeah. version of a McMansion. And he's like, you get to design it. You get to design our new house. Cribs, Valeris edition. <laughs> she's like, oh shit, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And then we find out the other fact that Moore is leaving. She's not telling anybody yes, that she's leaving. That's right. And we find out. Oh God, no! <laughs> this is the time, Sarah. Jesus, we Christ. Find I've been out. leading up to this for five episodes now. Yeah, and I'm not any less upset about it. I'm so upset rereading it. I was like, no. They could have done anything. This seems like a stretch just too far. Although I'm interested in her weird little estate she has by yeah, herself. Yeah, so Moore has her own little house. Probably not little. She has her own estate, yeah. as you mm -hmm. said. Uh, up in the mountains, away from everybody. This peaceful mountain snowy retreat Things where she of keeps music, but without Nazis. <laughs> her horses. Plural. Because Moore is a horse girl. And we are not here for it. I am so against this, and I couldn't tell you why. Anything wrong with it? No. Not not fundamentally. No, it just doesn't seem to fit. <laughs> I just hate it. I could be like, cool, she's a dragon girl. Dope. But a horse girl? I'm... Yeah. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds silly because... 
it's really sweet. There's the she has this place away from everybody where she keeps her horses and she goes out riding, and it's it's a sanctuary for her. Mm-hmm. Probably the last one she has at this point. Yeah. Why am I being such a bitch about it? I don't know. I don't know. It seems, but I hate it. It seems weird. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just seems weird. And I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just I have no I have no reasons. Yeah. I just was very surprised that she's a horse girl. <laughs> so yeah, we get to spend this time Are with Are you guys more. a horse girls? Do you let us know? Yeah, tell all us. the horse girls out there, if you're, um, tell if you us. hate the fact that we hate this, then, uh, let me know. I'm a big girl, I can take it. <laughs> Revenge of the horse girls. <laughs> our our two-part episode, Revenge of the horse girls. But then we close this book with Farah opening her paint studio. Or, sorry, she has, she got her paint studio. So the people that got out of Valeris when Valeris was attacked and that they made it, she goes to see if she can buy the property. She just wants to, like, give them money so that, like, um, that she could use use it unless this person wasn't going to come back or whatnot. Um, turns out the family just gives it to her. Yeah. And she's like, but no, give, let me give you money. And they're like, no, use it. This is, this is what the owner would have wanted, mm-hmm. is for you to turn this into a space where people would come to it again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what she does. And then her and Racina have, like, a little painting club for the children. Yeah. And the children to come out. They, they, they turn into so- child psychologists. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, like, art, paint their feelings out. Art therapy. Yeah. And some kids paint some really horrific shit, and other kids not so much, and some of them... It's so sweet. Yeah. It was so indicative of what the theme of this book was, mm-hmm. which was where... Farah is this great, awesome high lady, and... Now she's trying to find a way to not only heal herself, Mm -hmm. but heal these people. Who are her people? She's really grown into this role. Um, I thought it was a really great ending. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. And also she says, let's have a baby. Yeah, her and Reese are like... Yep, there's one spicy scene in this book at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, uh, they're at the cabin, of course. All great shit happens at the cabin. <laughs> yeah, with the eyes. I would love to have sex with lots of eyes staring at me. She <laughs> says, she says some stuff like, oh, make it hard enough so that the paintings come off the wall. Oh, yeah, 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 and, I forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she's like, I have one more gift for you and she shows Reese on their mind bond um the the bone bone carver carver. the version of the bone carver that she sees which is what they think to be their son Mm -hmm. she's like let's have a baby he's like are you sure she's like absolutely he's like fuck yeah he's like (laughs) she's like I know he's gonna look like (laughs) Reese's like what how do you know but yeah and then the book ends and it's it's sweet. I thought it was great. It just left you with a good feeling, even though it may not have started off so great. Yeah. It ended pretty great. Perfect setup, leading into A Court of Silver Flames, and 
Yeah, just a good bridge bridge book. Learned a lot. The version I read had the the chapter of Silver Flames. Same. The first chapter of mm-hmm. Court of Silver Flames. So devoured that. I think this was before it had the title. Oh yeah, because it doesn't say it, it was. Yeah, it was that one. So we have both of the versions of Quarter Silver Flames here: the new one with the neon blue cover, and the mm-hmm. one with the uh, Charlie Bowder cover art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just says the so next Court of Thorns and Roses book, and all of a sudden it's from Nesta's perspective. You're like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. So what do you like? The- Sorry, what did you dislike about this girl? What? About this girl. <laughs> this girl. This girl. Let me tell uh, you about this, this girl right here. Um, Alright, I won't beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> and say that for some reason, on a very feral level, I disliked the idea of more beat a horse girl. Yeah. Um, but on that same note, I think more... I don't think she gets treated very well. I don't think she has since the third one, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. By the other characters. To be fair, they're all dealing with all their own shit. Mm-hmm. And doing all their it stuff. Seems like more gets the yeah, short Yeah, she's kind of getting shafted more so than the other characters, I feel like. Yep. Um, yeah. Other things I disliked honestly not a lot yeah. i had low expectations coming into this book and it way exceeded them all mm-hmm. could have used a little more spice i didn't think i was gonna say that yeah but I, th- I had a one the one scene i give that one scene plus the fact that they mentioned that they literally had sex in the sky <laughs> give it a two Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going crazy. You are. Whoa. I was going, I was going one. Not a lot of spice, but that's okay. It doesn't have to have spice. Completely agree. But, like, the spicy scenes, the spicy scene <laughs> was good, but that was it. It also kind of confused me a little bit, because not to just completely reread it, but they are physically having sex, but then there's this weird thing where they're minds are melded and oh, then they're like yeah they're like changing visions and stuff it was yeah strange. i couldn't keep up with that part yeah i was, was like what are you doing what is just, actually happening just right in your own body please yeah the, the body that's enough yeah we get it we get it you guys have a bond unlike anything else <laughs> okay great that's really great good for you <laughs> i love that journey for face and uh, yeah, uh, I think the only thing I did not like in the book was, again, the way Nesta behaves to the characters, just because all of them are trying so hard, and, like, they give her the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, whatever you need, we're here for you, but then she starts going down these destructive routes, and they're like, hey, wait a minute, and she's like, nah, stop, and they're like, but hey, wait a minute, she's like, no, fuck off, it's just like, Nesta, you're being self-destructive and that's not good for anybody and you're not listening and you're not doing anything. Just, just, get, just let me help you. <sighs> let me help you. <laughs> I think the only fact that saved it was that I knew A Court of Silver Flames was going to be not like a redemption arc for her, but like more of her story. There was going to be more. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be like, God damn it. Like, again, 
no, like, we all understand nobody chose this for you. Quit being a bitch about it. Like, please. Everybody else is sucking it up, all right? I mean, sort of, but, like, the fact that, like, she still thinks that it's all of their faults mm. when it wasn't. It was Tamlin's fault because he brought them to Hyrule. Oh, that's right. If we really wanted to talk about it, again, still Amarantha's and Tamlin's fault because of the curse. So again, it wasn't Feyre, it wasn't malicious, it wasn't anything from like her new family who just wants to love and accept her. And I get now reading the other book. Nope. I know, I get it, but in this book I was pissed. Fair enough. Fair enough, I'll let you have it. Thank you. <laughs> I loved Nesta. I know. I, her energy just, <laughs> oh, it gave me such joy. Because <laughs> I can't act like that in real life, so I need somebody to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Someone has the courage to be an absolute bitch to everyone. <laughs> and I wish I could be that, but I cannot. What did you really like about the book? I straight up said the whole book itself. <laughs> yeah, I, just the, the fact that it was a journey through people figuring out their pain. In, in fantasy series, I think we, we ignore that. We take mm -hmm. the, oh, they went through these really traumatic experiences. They experienced death and loss and fighting and peril. And then there was a happy ending and they were fine. Right, yeah. Turns out they're not fine. Yeah. These characters are very much not fine. And so I love that Sarah J. Moss took this opportunity to show that they have to work on themselves too. Yeah. This going back to what I love about fantasy isn't that it's an escapism tool, is that it shows us things about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this book is one of those things that shows you it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Because even these fantastic characters that are so perfect and so wonderful... So hot. <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> that they're they're not okay. Yeah. After going through this stuff and they have to work on that and it's hard. Yeah. But good. Yeah. Rereadability was super easy. Oh my god. I love reading the scenes in this book. Yeah. There was not a part that I didn't really enjoy reading again. Yeah. I thought it was great. We are kind of talked about our thoughts. Oh, one thought I had was, does Varian just live in Valeris now? <laughs> oh my god, I had that same question. So Varian, pretty officially Amran's boyfriend at this point, yeah. he's always there. Yeah. He's just chilling. <laughs> sure. Like, he's honorary Val Valerian. Like, is Cressida just going to take over now? Like, Varian's like, deuces. I'm going to go live with yeah. my He's like, summer court? No thanks. Pass. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Would you rate this book? I give this book a four out of five. Yeah, I was sitting between a three and a half and four. But yeah, I mean, <sighs> it's a four because it's it's funny because it's it's so crucial. Yeah, it's so crucial to the next book, and it, you don't even realize it. It doesn't have its own plot, so if we're thinking about plot yeah. devices and how climactic action builds up, this mm -hmm. doesn't have that. Right. This is all the baseline. It's the story setting. For where it's gonna go next. Uh-huh. And so, it does lose the one star for me just because there wasn't that exciting fantasy plot mm -hmm. that pulled the story through, 
but there were so many great things right. about this book that I don't think would have worked as well if they had been interspersed between the last three or even or in Court of Silver Flames. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there was space for them. So. No. Yeah, I think this novella was an excellent tool, excellent addition mm -hmm. to the world. I agree. I still think well, that's why I'm going to give it a 3.5, though. Okay. It's like, I do agree that it's very good, and so that's where the 4 would come in for me, but the fact that it wasn't such an expansive thing. I don't know. That's still 7 out of 10. That's a great score. That's a great score! Not that I have to make the book feel better about itself. <laughs> like I'm patting it on or, the back. Or you, you guys. Did, you did really good. You did so great. No, I'm literally, I and I couldn't decide, honestly, between 3.5 and a 4. So maybe I'll just go 3.75 and that'll make me feel better. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. 3.75. I went with a 4. Yeah. Okay. That's what we thought. Good. Let us know if you agree. If you really hated this book, I want to know why. Yeah. Send me a mean tweet. Send me a mean tweet. Yeah, we're Twitter it. now. We do have Twitter now. I don't know how to work it, so that's going to be all, Sarah. <laughs> you don't want me on the tweeter. I'll fuck it up somehow. The tweeter. The tweeter. But yeah, tweet us. At us. Instagram us. TikTok us. Email us. Email us, like Regina. Call us. I won't answer my phone, but you can try. <laughs> Text us if you somehow have our numbers. Creepy. Dylan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> In probably our shortest episode ever. <laughs> no? How many How many minutes is this? What are we sitting at? It's over an hour. Oh, wow. Damn. You're right. Still, though. Wow, it took us an hour to talk about 230 pages. <laughs> what, oh, yeah, but whatever. a good 230 a pages. A good 230. Not the bullshit of... Anyway, that's another book series we'll talk about. Okay. <laughs> Lots of feelings. But this has been Alyssa. And Sarah. Bye. Bye.